No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by the grandest, most illustrious, illuminated illuminators out there. What? Electric Fish Lights. Electric Fish Lights. Go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram and let your mind soak in the majesty that is IQ lighting. They can make pretty much anything that you can imaginate. Yep. yep and I, they are good I at it. I said that word. And wow. if, you, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go over and check them out where we told you to check them out at and see all the things they make. Whatever's in your mind, whatever your favorite character is, whatever your favorite sports team is. If you want a classic, like retro looking lamp, they have so many ideas and these will bring your room to life. And you can get a color changing bulb. You can get a Bluetooth speaker. All these lights come with a 12 year energy efficient, safe to leave on bulb, a 12 foot cord, a hardware kit to hang the light. And it'll make you feel really good. The best part of all of that is if you let them know that you listen to No Simple Road, you're going to get 25% off. How do you let them know? Well, you're going to put in the promo code. What? NSR. That's you right. You couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> NSR. Put in the promo code NSR. You're going to get 25% off. 25% off. you're going to get electric fish magic. That's right. Delaware magic mm-hmm. in that box so, along with your goodies. So... Make sure you go to electricfishlights.com. Put in promo code NSR, NSR, not NSR20, NSR, and you're going to get 25% (laughs) off and hook yourself up with a light, man. There was once a man who didn't have a shirt and he was sad and then cold. He was fucking freezing. Well, it's summer, so he was sweaty, but then (laughs) he went to shop tour bus and he got the coolest Grateful Dead inspired shirt ever. What? Yeah. And then that guy, he actually could stand on rainbows. When it was all done. Wow. He could. That's amazing. Yeah. And he was because of the shirt at the same time. Because of the shirt and because he was so happy. Go to shoptourbus.com and make yourself happy. Yeah, you're going to smile. You're going to see all kinds of Grateful Dead inspired designs. Grateful Dead songs told in picture form. And they come in these beautiful design, design boxes. boxes. You can even ask for a hand design box with the Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. Apple, you want to talk? I can see it. Go ahead. Well, they will. They will customize anything. And what I'm saying, they just made a post not too long ago 
Father's Day is coming up. Oh, that's right. And and we were going to mention there's special certain few people that you will get in your box will get one of those miracle bootlegs. Oh, that's right. Well, they just got replenished with boatloads of new tapes, right Happy on. J cards, and Father's Day boxes. Don't forget your dad. Oh, and if dads you go over to at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram, You'll see what I'm talking about because I got this buttload of tapes with all of these dope photos. Oh, the J cards are the sick J- on these yeah. cassettes. Hey, right on. Listen, if your dad's a deadhead and you get him one of these shop tour bus shirts or hoodies or stickers or pins, he is going to be super stoked. Yeah, and you're going to get free shipping because you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word, at shop tour bus. You can also, in the notes when you're checking out, put in a special note to your dad or whoever you're buying the shirt for. Shit, if you're buying it for yourself, give yourself a note. Hey, me, I'm awesome. Way to go. Remember when you bought this two weeks ago? Yeah, then you'll get that, (laughs) read that note, and be like, damn, I'm dope. That's right. So go to shoptourbus.com and be dope. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. computer has decided to quit um crashing on us we were hey hey now no simple road family how's everybody doing we're back 
with another episode. Say hi, guys, so that they know I'm not alone. I I don't I'm I'm not sure if it's really working. And that's or what not. I'm. It is. That's why I'm, you can't I'm trepidatious. See the also, don't be no, trepidatious. I no, am in control. Well, yeah, I can train. see a little red line. Technology. We we've been man. having a little technical difficulties, and so we're. I don't want to get all my talks out, and then we'd be like, "Oh, let's do it again." All right, we're we're actually we're, this is happening. This right. is Apple and Mel, <laughs> and now it's really working. I promise. Okay. I it looks like it's working. Okay. Looks like it's good. No, I'm, re- I won't not talk. We rebooted the computer and we're just going to go. You, you know what you just said? Like we can change our habits. We are going to move forward with positive intent, mm-hmm. knowing that this is, is not going to take a shit on us. Yeah. And, or you guys, because you, you showed up this week. Thank you, you for showing to to back up. Road. Yeah, man. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to turd out on you. So guess what, everybody? We're what? super stoked. This week is the beginning of our series leading up to the 10th anniversary Peach Festival. Peach! Ooh, peach up in the house. That's uh, right. The peach yeah. up in the house. Uh, we gonna turn up at the peach. <laughs> we turn up at the peach. Uh, we are turning up. Okay. Aaron and Mel and up. Apple are up. Yeah, okay. And if you ever ask the question, does No I'm Simple done. Road even rap? Well, there it is. There it is. Do you even like pizza, Mel? So this week's guest. Not anymore, baby. Is Donnie Batat. Woo! Of the one and only Eggie. Eggie. we had an absolute blast talking with Donnie. Thank you so much, and Donnie. I fucked his name up for the first minute and a half of the interview, and that was embarrassing. Did we ask? Um, I just called him Danny. Or Daniel, I think, like a dumbass. And then I... I but you'll hear the correction in it. It was an honest was mistake. Very Because, like, how it's spelled and everything. And this is also cool because you'll get a better understanding of where their name came from. That's one of those oh. questions we really don't like asking. Like, where'd you come up with your name? But I this is that, a I'm very, gonna take very my good name story. Out of there. I'm going to take my name out of that. I No, you're on the show. You can't take your name I out of do that. like asking bands where their name came from, especially if it's interesting. I like to know. Okay. Because it's, it's got a cool... But it's such like, a softball question. If you don't know, you don't know. If you're trying to ask so everybody else could know, like being in the media, that's one thing. But if I don't know where Eggie came from and I think that's cute and interesting... Why not ask it? And I don't want to give myself like all these like rules. Well, and they're also Donnie said it too. They're also they kind of enjoy being that kind of the kind of cryptic. That's kind of hard to find out a lot of information about Good. them, and especially where the name came from. Absolutely, and this is a really sweet, touching, and heartwarming episode. No uh, answer to that question, but let me back up for a second. The episode's heartwarming too. We are going to the Peach Festival We're going everybody. To the um, beach. A couple of weeks ago, actually, maybe about 3 weeks ago now, No Simple Road was actually contacted by the Peach and we were invited to go do a live podcast. Woo! And since that time, my god, a lot of shit has happened and it's just so much is going down at the Peach. We are doing a 1-hour set Every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not every day. No, Thursday we're going to kick it. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, No Simple Road. It's going to be podcasting live from the lodge at the Peach, along with um, the Great Beyond podcast from Osiris Media, and uh, Daniel Donato's Lost Highway will be podcasting live from there as well, and uh, Maggie Rose's Salute the Songbird also will be podcasting live from 
the lodge at the peach. And the three of us have never been there. We have never been to Montage Mountain. And to get to celebrate the 10th anniversary with this group of people is going to be something fucking magical. And uh, if you are interested in winning a pair of tickets to the Peach Festival, No Simple Road is giving away a pair of tickets. Go to at No Simple Road on Instagram and you can look for the Peach video that's up there and all the details are in the post. Thank you to, uh, is it Vince? Vin. Vin. Thank you to Vin for um, giving us those tickets to give to Peach. That was really sweet. Yeah, those That's guys a great, have been Yeah, dope. they've been really great in helping us get excited for the Peach, and these interviews are getting us excited. And we talked to Tommy Hamilton last night, and Aaron asked him about, you know, what about the Peach, and what about Scranton? And so he <laughs> gives us his little... Um, you know, his thoughts and it was just really cool. It's like, there's like a excitement in the air about peach and like getting ready for it and having meetings about it. And this whole thing is a thing of firsts for us. And one of those firsts is, excuse me, everybody, hang on. One of those firsts is getting to see Eggie and, uh, you know, I've really, really been digging them. And if you don't know who they are, go do yourself a favor and check them out. They are one of the hottest fucking kick-ass up-and-coming bands right now and magic happens at peach man like you know what was it 2019 goose played peach and they were like third from the bottom on the lineup and this year they're third from the top so magic happens at peach keep your eyes on eggy everybody i think they're going to be going through the stratosphere in the not too distant future so you can say you heard them here first if you heard them here first if you didn't hear them here first you could still say that, but you'll be full of shit. So I don't know. It's up to you what you want to do with that information. And make sure to go check out their new their new single. Well, it's actually two songs on their new single, Nashville Tapes, that came out on May 27th. Uh, these are super dope. The Broken Bluff song is so poignant. The lyrics are so amazing. You need to go listen to this now. Yep. Do that. After well, this, no, 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 no. After Don't the interview. Yeah. Or stop and listen to yeah. it, then come back. Make sure to listen to both is my point. Well, I could I could actually play that song as we go into the interview. Oh, that's a way to do it Why too. Don't you guys just hang out and I'll hook you up. Oh, also, do we, right. we talk about to throw that out there real quick too? What these guys did too was so awesome. They they made this single on cassette tapes and they mailed them out to people. We received one of them. And this dope, cute little box all packed up that had like a cassette, like a Walkman cassette player in it with the tape. With batteries. With batteries. So we could throw that on there, which we did, and sat on the patio. And it was like a little bit of nostalgia taking you back. The sound quality that came from it. Yeah. It is so cool. (laughs) So well done, guys. Yeah. So it was, thank you for that sweet package because it was like, we got it. It was like, the day after we we talked. To yeah, Donald. it was the timing couldn't have been any better. It, oh, what? And I also I don't know how I forgot to mention this when we were talking about us going to Peach and doing interviews. We are going to be interviewing Eggy live at the Peach. So that too. Forgot to mention that. All right. Yeah, that's a lot. So 
Yeah, it just keeps so. Sta- what you're saying is happening. Turn up at the peach. <laughs> uh, turn up at yeah. the peach. Okay, and if you don't have tickets, check it out. Enter the yeah, <laughs> enter the contest the for running giveaway. to win those tickets. Yeah, the contest is running until the 19th. We're gonna we're gonna have Darwin pick a winner on the 19th. So you have until then. And uh, if you, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bonus hint. If you enter the uh, contest on Instagram follow the rules look down at the bottom there you can get a bonus entry if you follow us on twitter at no Simple Road. so just saying anyway follow us on both let's do the business and we'll get him to the interview so that we can do the stuff afterwards and do all the stuff that we do when we're doing stuff okay <laughs> ready follow us on twitter and instagram at no simple road make sure you go to the no simple road youtube channel because we're doing live streams once a week and there's stuff up there now. So go check that out. If you haven't had a chance to watch the live streams, they're up there for the rest of our lives. And you what? can go watch the ones that we've already done. Uh, you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you can sign up for the newsletter there. You can get No Simple Road merch. You can sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. We do tarot readings. I know. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. No, you know what? Everybody, what would be a great send off for Peach? is if one of you or 20 of you out there <laughs> signed up for a tarot reading before Ooh, we left. That'll make us very busy. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> one guys, or 20. We're here for That's, you. Just saying. Also, I love the challenge. You can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and you can sign up to become a Chandonator. Chandonators of the world unite. You know, the other day I had somebody. <laughs> they love fresh festivals. Wow. That asked, and it was actually Bree, what is a Chandonator? A Chandonator is a person that pledges money monthly to No Simple Road through Patreon. Is there any de- denomination that yeah. needs to qualify for being a Chandonator? They can give any denomination from a dollar up. Okay. <laughs> was that a good an- explanation? Yes. And where and what, what are the origins of Chandonator? Um. It came from John B called in on the tepid line and said that he was going to be a Patreon donator as much as he could. Always will be as much as as I can. can. And Google translate translated it to Chan donator and it stuck. Yeah. So there's the origin of Chan donator. Is that, would you add anything to that Apple? They love fresh vegetables. Fresh vegetables. (laughs) Um, Okay. That is some OG inside No Simple Road shit right there. There it is. Uh, Yeah. So that's how we pay for everything around here, you guys. We're traveling. We're going to festivals. We're doing live podcasts. We're entertaining the pants off. And I just cut myself into the payroll by quitting my day job. Yeah. So we need your help, man. (laughs) I strong armed my way into (laughs) the No Simple Road. We really need Patreon supporters, everybody. We do. All bullshit aside. Like, if you're listening to this show every month or every week, I'm sorry, we put out a, an episode at least yeah. one episode a week. We do four episodes a month. That's a lot. Please do us a favor. Do us a solid. Sign up for a buck, man. It's just, just a buck. It's not even a fucking cup of coffee. I was going to say, if all of our Dang. listeners gave a buck, we would be We'd doing be good. good. Go. And Selby, yeah. I haven't forgot about you. I still haven't bought that coffee yet. I haven't, yeah. I haven't really gone out for coffee in a, in a minute. All right. So that's the Patreon thing. Uh, you can call 971-808-1524. That is the tepid line. You can tepid call line. in and say whatever the fuck you want. And we we have, encourage that. Yes, yeah. we do. Whatever the fuck you want. We've gotten some awesome ones. We need more. The other thing you do, it doesn't cost a dime. Let's go on over to the Apple podcast. You go in there. You go down to where it says reviews. You'll see the five-star thing. You punch that five-star review. Beyond that, you can go on there. 
This doesn't cost anything either. A couple seconds of your time. Write a nice little review. We love getting those. We haven't had one since the middle of May. We're now in June. Come on, people. Please give us a review. You could be our June reviewer. Yes. If you've been on the fence, you've been waiting for your moment. Now is your moment to shine. I'm calling on you, person. Your ears are hot right now because you're thinking (laughs) I'm talking to you. Well, I am talking to you. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And then next week on the show, when we do this part of the show, you'll hear your name and us being really happy that you came along and were born into the world and your ears got hot and then you typed some shit. And all that happened with that was you made us happy. See? It's easy. No Simple Road's cool. Make us happy. Make yourself happy. Make us happy. Yeah. It'll make the whole world happy. And I'm done with the business. Mel's giggling. (laughs) Apple's tired. We're going to do our thing and get you to the interview. So without further ado, the three of us give you Donnie Donnie from from Eggie. Eggie. (laughs) Nice, Mel. I like it.
What's up, Daniel? I'm Aaron. How's it going, man? It's going well. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, All right stoked on. To have Same. You, this is Mel. So nice to meet you. Hey, Mel. And then I'm Apple. Hey, Apple. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am big and red today. Yes, you are. <laughs> Daniel, welcome, dude. Um, is it Danny? Is it Daniel? It's uh, Donnie, actually. Donnie. 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 Okay. Yeah. Why does everything I say do m- that? I do my best to confuse everybody. Okay. Oh, well, because, well oh, done. It's, it's pronounced Donnie, but it's spelled D-A-N-I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because oh. it's, so I'm Daniel less the E-L. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. You know, running theories as to why. <laughs> I, I want to hear all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the one that, the, the one I was first told was my, my brother, like when, He's a couple years older than me. When we were kids, he had a hard time per, like saying Daniel, I okay. guess. So it just be, he, he just, he likes to think he dubbed me Donnie, All right. uh, which is very possible. But I also, um, I have some Israeli roots. My dad was born in Jerusalem and in, in Hebrew, Don, uh, Daniel is Daniel. Okay. So oh. it's just a quick drop of the L at the end and you're Donnie. All right. So right on. Well, that also somewhere in the middle. Go ahead, Apple. Well, I was just going to say, do, do us a favor, because now we've got your name right. For our listeners, if you, like, introduce yourself and tell them, you know, what band you're in, what you do. It's a good idea. Sure. Um, my name is Donnie Batat. I play in the band Eggy. I'm the keyboard player. I sing songs. Um, yeah, I do, do a lot of uh, video editing here for the band. Oh. I, um, it's been my a project I've been involved with for... Well, about 11 or 12 years now. Wow. Um, wow. Founding member of, of this band. And, and I've been doing it since my senior year of high school as, as the first iterations of Eggy. Wow. Um, oh, shit. We're he, you know, here on the podcast from New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, so we were wondering right, where you guys were based. Yeah. Yeah. It, dude, it, it's a trip for us. Like, we're all the way on the other side of the country in Portland, Oregon. And the, the jam scene is, is since 2015, really in, in my perspective, things have kind of blown up. You know what I mean? There's a lot of bands out there. Um, and there's a lot happening, but from our perspective, we're all the way on the other side of the country. So that's the beauty of social media and, and, um, being able to find out about new music and, I don't know what happened with the algorithm or whatever. I had never heard of you guys. And then all of a sudden, maybe about, I don't know, four or five months ago, all I started seeing was Eggy all over the place. And um, have you guys felt that? Is that a thing that's like a wave that you're riding or, or is it, am I off? No, I think it's most certainly a wave that we're riding. Um, in the last year since we've been able to get back on the road, mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to extend our, our reach uh, now as far west as Colorado most recently. Um, and we've been having the great fortune of being able to see a lot of the country with bands like Spafford and Dopapod mm-hmm. and the Motet, um, Twiddle, bands that we've, we've been able to go spend some time with out on the road. And, uh, I think that's, that's really helped, you know, push our gospel, uh, across <laughs> yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, and for, for me too, is Aaron brought it. Well, yeah. Months ago, yeah. 
He was like, have you listened to this Aggy band? And I was like, yeah, I just started the other day when you guys all of a sudden popped up on Nugs TV or, or, or Nugs.net, oh, yeah. whatever. Right. I always Nugs. say it wrong. Yeah, Nugs. And I was right. like, I just, all of a sudden it was bam, bam, bam. I was, and I started listening and it, we right about the same time mm-hmm. we started listening. And I, I would say Nugs has had a huge impact on our ability to reach new listeners. I mean, we were playing in... Uh, in Iowa for the first time it was maybe last this past November we were playing with Spafford and you know I met someone that had traveled a couple hours from Omaha to the show and to me it was just the coolest thing being like there's people in Nebraska that know about us like I don't know anybody from Nebraska but that someone's listening and 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 so much of that is is thanks to to Nugs uh and their audience uh that's something we 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 joined with them i want to say it was in july of last year okay um, how does that happen like do you just like reach out to them like how how did that whole you know thing get started i uh have to credit uh kevin rondo mm. um um from from the jam flow management team yeah. that's that we've been working with for the past few years um you know and he's 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 built relationships over the last many years, um, and through Twiddle, um, you know, I was able to bro- uh, bridge that um, relationship for us, and and it's been a really great thing. Um, we do a lot of our um, audio mixing and video editing all in house, oh, so wow. it's gotten us working overtime. Um, but it's been so much fun, and I know it's really exciting for fans to be able to listen back. Uh, to the shows within a couple of days and Mm -hmm. you know if you're not at the show you can basically you know I'm a I'm a big sports fan I love keeping up with with my New York Mets wherever they are so it's like in the sense like you get to just keep keep up with the season even if you can't be there yeah Yeah. yes and and you know what too Donnie is like for those of us that aren't in areas that you're playing um, especially with the kind of music that you guys are making and that we're all into it's like it's really difficult to get a feel for a new band listening to a studio album yes because it it's not the same animal at all you it's more polished there's overdubs and blah 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 but seeing a band live is a completely different story so for us getting to hear it live it really does gives it it gives us the full experience totally and i think it's interesting because so many of the artists that I've been listening to and uh, lately, you can't find anything on them live. We, we live in such an interesting scene where there's so much emphasis on live music and it, it's not the same in any other genre except maybe no. in like jazz. Um, right. Like a, a band might do a live album every few years and we're going out on the road, essentially putting out a live album every night. That's nuts. Yeah. That's and and you guys are doing all the well you you're doing all the video stuff and the back end stuff yourself. Yeah, so uh our drummer Alex Bailey, he is uh who I wish was here to help me set up the <laughs> oh, my just little two channel focus right, but um he's he's become quite the whiz at, you know, mixing and editing through Pro Tools and um a couple of years ago, we, we, we invested in like an in-ear monitoring system that also doubles as our way of getting the soundboards every night, multi-tracked. And so after a show, we'll, 
um, you know, we'll hop in the, when we hop in the van, it's starting to dump all of the files into his computer. And we've got a multicam setup that we, we break out every night and then we're dumping footage and I'm, I'm trying to throw together, you know, some, either a song, you know, if we can get a, a full set or a show out, that's great. But, you know, just a lot of, a lot of just doing it in-house while it's just, a small operation at the moment, brother. I'm going to tell you're you, do it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you're doing an amazing job. Me and yeah. Aaron were sitting around this morning watching the videos from the Cervantes shows, and he said he's all man. They got somebody professional doing their like, doing their filming doing and their video, stuff. But he's good, whoever it is. So it's you guys, man. That, yeah, that's a whole um, other level of shit right there. Yeah, it's it it you know, and it was born out of necessity. I I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have any background in doing that, but. You know, we just knew it was important. Um, you know, honestly, watching uh, the guys from Goose and their hustle and their yes. ability to put things out like that and knowing that, like, Peter is in the van uh, doing audio and, and video editing. And, and that was like, saw the response that fans had to that and, you know, knew just it, it was clear the value in that. Um, so we kind of just picked up on that and, you know, I was, I was just looking the other day, we were doing this, uh, every Monday we were calling it Monday rewind. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would try and put out a song or a video, you know, a week. And I looked and it's funny. I said to the guys yesterday, I was like, Hey, so I know it's a uh, Saturday night. I was like, I don't have anything for Monday. And, uh, we, we looked <laughs> and I looked at the playlist and it was 16 videos. And I said, you know what? It's been 16 weeks straight that I've done something like this. I was like, maybe we're going to, you know, maybe we'd table this for a little bit. It's, it's, you know, I was, I just had to reflect for that moment being like, put in, put in a decent chunk of work and I'm going to let that body sit there for a bit. And, you know, we'll have not, not to say we're going to stop doing any live videos anytime soon, but, um, you know, especially now that there's festivals and things coming up that we're going to be releasing it's there's just it's so much you know it, dude i'm gonna tell you we, we've been <laughs> it's funny that we're even talking about that's this. it yeah that's why he's sitting here chuckling it's, it's, like, it's like cramming it, we just did our first live stream this week so mm-hmm. like i knew jack shit about live streaming monday so i had one week to like learn everything i needed to know to make it happen learn and purchase everything yeah, yeah, yeah the equipment. Right. <laughs> and trial by fire totally. yes absolutely and i can't imagine like so we did it yesterday afternoon and when we were done i don't know have you ever experienced this like you're all stoked to go do something and like you've learned what you need to know i, I imagine music is like this and like you go out and you do the show or you do the thing and as soon as you're done, you're like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I don't want to think. I don't want to talk. Like, just the excitement of doing it. And then when it's over, it's not there anymore. And you're like, whoa, I didn't realize how hard I worked. Do you, do you go through that with playing oh, shows? Oh, totally. I, I've, I've, I've said that, like, being on the road is this, it's this duality of, like, constant adrenaline and also the ability to fall asleep at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> sitting up at your keys, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah. Man. But no. like, could have been taking a nap in the green room 15 minutes prior. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a trip. And what you say about the video part of it is so true, man. Like, 
it adds it adds an element that um you can't get anywhere else and it, and it it makes at least with you guys like the music is amazing it stands alone all by itself please don't take this the wrong way but thank you the when you add that video production into it it adds a polish to it that wasn't otherwise there do you get what i'm saying and it, and it I it, get what you're saying. It, and it really made me want to see you guys live. Like, wow, that's what's going on at the shows. I want to fucking be there. Totally. You know, the music is, is, is obviously the, the focal point, right. the central figure of it all. But, you know, even, even in times where we, we play some places and, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the point now where we're just like, all right, lights, there needs to be lights at every show because that like, half the experience as an audience person yes. is the that immersion the immersive experience yeah. and you know some sometimes the music goes into some places that if you're just looking at us it's not going to feel right <laughs> you know? like gotcha yes like you know it's it's you want to you want to feel like you're kind of like in in the sea a little bit more than in a in in a room well i think we we as a scene, like especially you guys that are your age, have a real advantage when it comes to that shit because we've had the opportunity to see bands like Fish and The Dead <clears throat> and others come up. And so you see what the progression looks like and what you need. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not starting from scratch. You're getting to build on this body of work. Um, every summer and there would always be like a, you know, Phil Esch and friends or further or rat dog. And like, you know, that's where we got our education in all of this Yes, and really got to see it happen. Like, um, and you know, it's, it's a really humbling feeling to like, you know, start to feel our growth within the greater conversation, mm -hmm. as well as seeing some of our, you know, our friends that have started to, you know, have success and, and, and feeling like, Wow, you know, I was going to Gathering the Vibes ten years ago. You know, things have shifted in 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 the last ten years, and like you were saying, since twenty fifteen, mm -hmm. feeling like things have really have really changed, and Something, and it's it's just it's crazy. And hang on one second, Mel, will you do me a favor? Will you unplug the fridge? <laughs> oh, is that what? Made <laughs> that's that what happen? that's what did it. Oh. Yeah, we lost audio for a second. Hang well, on here, one sec, Tony. What, what, what she's oh, doing? Yeah. yeah. I always no back up when you like said that friends of yours gaining traction too. Do you, do you have anybody you want to throw out to us that we should be listening to that's like up and coming? Or, or um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm even just like thinking about like you know, I'm sure you all very familiar with Goose. Yeah. Yes. Um. Those those you know we were playing. You know, those guys are a couple years older than us, but like we were very much a part of like the same local scene for a while. Mm. And, you know, now to see the kind of like, um, you know, the billings that they're getting this and the, yeah. uh, the, the types of, uh, venues and things that they're doing. And, and, and like, like I said, with, you know, with the kind of output we were trying to, that we were, we're striving for is like those guys hustle and those guys are, are very, um, determined. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that was, that's been very inspiring. And, and just around here, I mean, there's, you know, in, like I said, in, in the Northeast, we have this, like, because every, I think in the Northeast, like everything is very tight. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, between, you know, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, there's so many like distinct hubs for music. Um, you know, even around here, like I was, I'm going to throw a shout out to, uh, Karen Edwards, Previn Edwards and, uh, um, their band residual groove. Uh, there's these younger guys from Connecticut. They were, um, cutting their teeth, just doing like residencies out here and, and growing their craft and haven't even be, you know, begun the greater conversation to be a part of, but like, there's, you know, I remember being the 22 year old in their position and now I'm 29. And even in a matter of five, six, seven years, feeling like there's that next, uh, wave coming up where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm young maybe, but I'm not, I'm not the young guy anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the, the guys from dogs, you familiar with dogs in a pile. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 Band out band from New Jersey, like really cool to see, like, you know, uh, some younger, well, I would call them, I, I was about to say young cats, but they're most certainly dogs. You know, it's, 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 it's really cool to see. And it, I mean, it gives me so much faith for the, the greater scene at large. It's, and it, you know, it's, in, and it's interesting to see too, that like, there's a level of uncomfortability that I think some people can get from seeing new bands and artists in places that they were used to seeing, you know, Phil Lesh or string cheese incident yeah. over the years, or, you know, any, any, any of these acts that we've been familiar with for a long time. And, and I think one uncomfortability is half, half of what makes our scene great. I mean, getting into that hairy situation of a jam and, you know, whether you're performing it and being like, how are we going to get out of this? Or being in the <laughs> audience being like, is this, is this how really, are we getting out is of this? this really you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of freaking out right now. Yeah. You know, the, that uncomfortability it's, it, you know, it's what, it's what you end up makes everything grow in the end. That's, that's a mouthful yeah. right yeah. there, man, because I've actually said to Mel and Apple in the past, like I've done psychedelics a lot in my life, but like, particularly taking psychedelics and going to shows has made me comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, especially like the set break experience at a show when you're super, oh, yeah. when you're super lit and the lights come on and it's, that's fucking weird. It's a weird situation to it's be in. It's fucking weird, man. Well, <laughs> the other night, one of our friend, one of our friends, was over. He said, "He's all, you know, it's set break when the lights come on. It looks like everybody needs an ambulance." <laughs> it's <should be> <laughs> Everybody's just bug eyed and looking around, yeah. sweaty and pasty, and yeah. Uh, I just, but I never thought about it like that. That that uncomfortability is the thing that causes growth. But that's true. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely growing true. pains. Yeah, and. And I also never yeah, thought totally. about seeing, um, you know, when you're used to seeing Phil Lesh at the cap and then you see Eggy at the cap as that could be an uncomfortable experience, but I understand where you're coming from. Mm. It makes sense. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Think, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And, and, um, you know, everyone is in a lot of ways naturally reluctant to new things. You know, we like the things that we like mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you, and I, oftentimes I'm delightfully surprised when I hear an artist that I, you know, have heard of probably for years and maybe just ignored for not a good reason. Just, I like, you know, I like what I like listening to. And then you end up maybe hearing an artist that like you wouldn't have expected. So all of a sudden be like, well, you just changed my life. Man, I'm glad <laughs> yes. I gave this a yeah. shot. Yeah. And you know what you, you mentioned goose and, um, 
it was that like that a hundred percent with them for me. Like I never really cared. I heard them a few times. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then we saw them open for pigeons and I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. how did I miss this? Like, where was I? And you know, talking about that, like the larger conversation and what's going on in the scene, seeing a band like that in a, I don't know how many people you think the wonder ballroom holds like two, five hundred thousand, probably a little over a thousand. So like thousand person venue, right? The last time we saw them there, Mm -hmm. when, when the show ended, I looked at these guys, I was like, that's the last time we're ever seeing them in a venue this size. There's, there's no way that's happening again. And then not like a month or two later, they sold out the the Goosemas thing with like, what was that? 5,000 seat arena, right? So, uh, yeah, out here. Yeah. In Connecticut, Mohegan sun, mm -hmm. um, it's gotta be at least 5,000. Right. And so that's the thing that like, for bands that are riding the wave that we're talking about right now, that that's what's, that's what I see coming for you guys. That's, that's the next logical step in the progression of how things are going. And especially with the, um, the work ethic and the hustle. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're, if you're doing the work and, and obviously again, the talents there, how can it not happen? Well, you know, I, I tell myself that, actually all the time and you know I, I we have this conversation it's like i just don't see it not happening for us so long as we just keep doing <clears throat> excuse me so long as we keep our our drive and our you know our spirits high i um i just you know ev- everyone everyone's the center of their own universe right so i like to think in my universe i have a you know a successful career in doing the thing i love with the people that i love oh that's oh yeah well, now, now I, I, I got to ask it because me and Aaron were talking before that usually we don't go there and ask this, but oh, we really want to know. Uh, you guys are kind of cryptic with stuff. It's hard to figure out. There's not a lot on you guys to look up. Like I usually do a lot of research on band members. Uh-huh. Where did the name and you're a found the founding member, right? You said. Yeah. One of two. That's with where, the band currently. where did the name Aggie come from? Well, I'm really happy that you asked me because I love actually answering this. Question. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Because we usually don't do that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and so that's a, it's a little bit of a serendipitous story, actually. Um, Eggie is the childhood nickname of our good friend, Edward Torrance. Um, and it was coincidentally his birthday yesterday. Um, and I was just with his family today. Um, so like I said, since I was in high school, senior year of high school, the first version of this band, uh, existed. And we were like coming up with names at our lunch table and like someone threw out like, Oh, why don't we call the band Eggy? And he was like, please, please, please. Like, don't do that. Like, we, I don't want you to name the band after me. And, and so, you know, that was all the justification we needed <laughs> to do it. That put the gold and, and, seal and, you know, on. We, we, we thought it would be, we thought we'd be cute with it. And so it was originally we were Eggy and the delegates. Um, he would be Eggy. He wasn't in the band. He was like our guru, you know? Right. Uh, he would be Eggy and we were his delegates okay. doing whatever it is delegates do. Got it. Um, after, after, uh, you know, we graduated high school, we were like, I think we should drop the, and the delegates thing. It doesn't really market that well. Uh, Eggy is a lot more, you know, punchy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, unfortunately we lost Edward, um, five years ago. 
Um, he had a, you know, he, he battled like many do with addiction and oh, uh, substance abuse. And, and, and so we carry his name, Eggy. Oh, dude. Now um, it means so even funny. more. Okay. That's dope. It's, it's really just become this like larger than life kind of literally uh, thing where it's like, we're, we're, we're doing it for ourselves because it's, we're living the life, but it, it, it's for, it's for something so much greater. And, um, it's, you know, you know, his family is like our family. I live with his brother. Um, like I was just, just, just an hour ago, I was over at his parents' house, you know, celebrating his birthday. And, um, so I was, as I was leaving, I was, hoping you guys would actually ask me about that. I I just, I love to, you know, I love to talk about Edward. And I mean, he was, you know, he was just like such a creep. He was a musician himself. He, he, um, he was incredibly creative and passionate. And I would, you know, imagine is just like, would be incredibly proud of what we're doing. And if he was around, would be doing some things that would totally blow my mind. And um, I feel honored. I play one of his keyboards on stage with me. Um, if you see any of the videos of that white synthesizer that I yeah. have sitting on top, that was his keyboard. That was like his, the brain of his workstation. So I, you know, I can't help but feel like the connection to him whenever I'm, I'm playing that. Oh, wow, man. that's man. a beautiful that, story, brother. You that said that, so cool. Well, you said that he was like your guru. So what kind of like, what was it about him that gave him that title? Um, you know, it's. He was, he was just, he got, he got like the joke that we were going for. Like he got our, mm. our sense of humor. He was, he would be, or just whenever we'd have band practices, he'd be hanging out, taking photos. Uh, he was our original video guy. Right um, so he was just along every step of the way, especially in the earliest days. Um, and so he was, you know, even though he was never, in the band he was just such a huge supporter he was, of he was part of he was he part was, of the band yeah, yeah yeah part of the band yeah and um you know we we would make me you know we would jam he played drums he played keyboards he played bass we would jam at his, at his place he'd come over we would jam or you know we'd, we'd we'd record some music together or play piano together and you know he's just he was as as much in the you know in our in the in our musical family as as one could get oh man you that's know, a that's amazing because yeah, now you can that, feel that now that now that gives now it gives a meaning to that that's so deep and so special and everything because we were jokingly like i said like it's we're one of two gonna, things we're either gonna get some bullshit answer some vague cryptic bullshit answer mm-hmm. or it's gonna be a really great story and it's a really <laughs> great story yeah. though we though we do tend to be a little cryptic i mean yeah. I, just today we posted some like really weird cryptic teaser for a, a release we have coming up, coming this, up this week. I wanted to ask about that. I mean, yeah. can, can you spill the beans a little bit? This is going to come out after that. So. What? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we, so last fall when we were on tour with Spafford, we had a couple of days off and uh, we were, uh, we, let's see. Okay. So Alex had a friend in Nashville. He works at a studio. So we had a couple of days off in Nashville and said, why don't we pop in there? And we ended up recording this like two track. Um, it's going to be released as a cassette. What? So we're, yeah. Apple can listen to it. Um, in the car. Yep. <sighs> and we, and our, uh, we, one of our buddies um, 
actually coincidentally went to high school with was on the road with us for that week. And he's a videographer. And so we did like an in-studio music video for one of the songs and it's coming out. It's going to be uh, on Tuesday. We're announcing uh, the tapes, the release of the tapes uh, with the music video to come out the following week. And then everything's going to hit streaming uh, the 27th. Oh, that's month. so cool. How man. fun. Yeah. On cassette so, I mean, even? <laughs> yeah. You know, and to add to the, like the work ethic element, it was like, you know, we had just played like five shows in a row and it was like, we got two days off. Let's go in the studio and like just, and, and have, you know, a 14 hour day here in the studio. But I mean, I don't, I don't remember that being tired. What I remember is now that we have this cassette and everything. And actually you guys will be receiving one pretty soon. Yay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yay. I hope I didn't ruin a surprise. No. Because no. we'll forget and then we'll get it in the mail. We'll be like, yes. Yeah. That's the beauty of short term memory loss. Man. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Everything's right. new all the time. So cool. Yeah, man. You know, it, I, I wanted to ask, like, how long have has Eggy been like all you do? Um, I quit my desk job in January of 2019. Wow. Okay. So since then, what what right was, b- right before our first two week tour? Okay. So okay. so okay. was that the, um, the tour was that the thing that made you finally say I I don't have a choice or was there some other like, deciding factor that would led up to it? Well, I was working for my dad at the time, so if I was like, Dad, can I take two weeks off? He'd probably be like, I mean, no, but you're my son, and so I'll try and make this work for you. <laughs> but right. um, I had you know. Uh, Jake, uh, our guitar player and Mike, our bass player, they'd already quit doing their full-time thing. And, um, Alex, our drummer had just graduated from college. So he was like, you know, he, he was going to move down. He moved down the new Haven right after he graduated from Berkeley and was like, all right, like if we're going to do this, like I, we got to be able to do this, you know, full-time and, and it coincided perfectly with the release of our full out, al- our first album, watercolor days. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, just we were able to go on tour and then really start to practice for like that element. You know, we were doing like, you know, all day practices for a while, especially after once we were all in the same area and we could finally yeah. um, do that. And so it worked perfectly where it's like, I, I felt like I could put my money where my mouth was, where it's like, Hey, I'm leaving this so I can do this all the time. And I actually was able to do that all the time. Oh, that's so um, cool. <clears throat> wow. Tell them why you asked Mel. Well, no, I, (laughs) I mean, there are always reasons why you ask a question, but like, we're all, you know, going through that right now. And Mm -hmm. early on we had a band um, called the Higgs on and we had Higgs. Yeah. The Higgs, they're great. Um, So we did a live podcast from Terrapin Crossroads. um, Yeah, it was amazing. And Jesse, the keyboard player was like, Hey, you know, one thing about, you know, being in a band, like it didn't start like really going up and like being amazing until we all decided that we were all in. It wasn't like weekend job and, you know, sorry, you know, I can commit to two practices a week or whatever. It was like, everyone's all in. And once they became all in, they really started to gain traction. And, you know, now their band is, you know, you know, has a little bit of changes and stuff, but we're facing that exact right. same thing where it's calling, it's literally asking more of you 
And if you continue to do the same things that you always did, well, then maybe the call will still be there, but the opportunity could probably, you know, go by the wayside. I'm not saying you never get opportunity again, but it's these, like these particular ones. You, yeah, you need to go when the fire is there. Otherwise, totally. you, know, you have right? to answer the call that your, you know, your heart's telling you to do. And, and it's funny, I remember, um, you know, what in our first lineup of, of Eggy, when it was Eggy and the delegates and our, <laughs> okay. our drummer at the time, like, you know, cause everyone was going to go off to school and do things, you know, they were going to go yeah. figure out their lives for them. And, um, and our, our drummer at the time being like, I need, I need like us to reach a certain point before I can mm. say, and it's like, if you keep, you know, cause once you, once you cross that line in the sand, it's just time to make the next one. Yes. So it was like, it, it's, I, I think it's the same with any business endeavor um, and probably many things in life where it's like, until you actually give yourself that like full commitment and the full um, opportunity to, to live inside it, it's like, you'll, you'll never necessarily, you'll never really be able to achieve that full potential that you're hoping for. It's like, and, and also, you know, also like, can es- we just especially, sit on that? well, especially with something that you're, that's you're passionate about, like playing music or doing this, doing a show or it, you just, you said it so right just now living inside of it because it is a thing that you are in all the time. And when you have to step out of it, you are, giving your energy, time, talent, and creativity to something else. Right. And, well, and, and, I, and your attention. Yeah. That's the biggest part too. Like you said, you were in Nashville just the other day on a 14 hour day. You don't even remember being tired, but you remember the end result, the product, and you have something to show for it. So, okay, you lost a couple hours of sleep, but you created a new baby and you're putting it right. out there. And that's something that you, I mean, you can be like, oh, I slept eight hours that night. Like, and, and yeah. what, you know, that's not really furthering what you're trying to do. Right. Cause I'd be, you know, I was sitting at my desk at work anyway, like trying to write lyrics and, you know, I, I wrote a few, you know, I wrote lyrics to a few of our songs from that desk, uh, watercolor days, 12 pounds of pain. Um, I would sit there trying to write e- back when I was working that job. I was, I was doing a lot of our booking. So I'm like writing emails and coming up with, you know, show posters and stuff. So it was like, it helped that I had a desk, but it was like, you know, <laughs> I don't really work here. But you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's just, you know, and I, like you said, living inside of it, um, uh, in work as Aggie, we're coming on three years of actually living together in a, in the same house. Um, oh, shit. so yeah, our, our three year anniversary is in June. How, how's it going? Um, it's a net positive, Uh, you know, I'd say it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not without its share of, of hiccups. And I think that talk about growing pains. I mean, it's one thing to work with people. It's one thing to live with people. And then there's one thing to live with who you work with. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and so, you know, we found what makes each other tick. Um, we found also what excites each other and you know, we've gotten frustrated at each other and, and talked all day about our dynamic. And we've also had days where we just, you know, played music and created all day. It's, it's, it's a, it's a push and pull in a sense. It's like, cause, cause what we do, it's, it's so, you know, 
it's just so it's everything is everything right in yes. our world. <laughs> and it's really hard for us to like like you know we're like watching uh like the last dance the like michael jordan bulls documentary and like watching it analyzing it and how it like relates back to the thing we do yeah. or like you know you know they say how you do one thing is how you do everything yes. so it's like and and we'll we'll like assess like you know you know it might even be right down to like like hey donnie like what you're doing you know in your relationship or like you know the the way you you know whatever whatever it's like it's reflective in how you are in the jam like it's it's everything becomes everything almost to the point of ex excessiveness but it's like that extra step over the line that like really like drives us to like oh, that's i don't beautiful. know like and 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 we go you know we cut ourselves slack but we really do like you know we're the kind of people that if the first set was not good in our opinion we're in that green room like just picking it apart okay. and like making sure that that next one is better like kind of like if you're losing at the first half like you can't just accept you're going to lose the game like you have to analyze what hey what's not going right like hey you know the pocket that you're sinking into is you're 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 too you're you're too active or like donnie like you're you're getting in your own head like gotta address these things at face value so that we can like overcome them and it might mm. be uncomfortable in the moment but <laughs> we're able to like actually like you know because not, no one wants to lose the game so it's like <laughs> brother you're, 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 especially, you're especially about... when our job is just to go out there and, and entertain at, yeah. at, at baseline you know baseline yeah. that's what we're doing is just trying to entertain people and put aside our own you know feelings towards what's going on is uh, is uh, you know it's a bit of a challenge donnie you're um, talking about our life right now yeah you, you literally just explained it's a trip day -day. because we just had a whole like thing yesterday like well not yesterday a couple days ago just kind of like passion shit out well it was like you know, sometimes you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you letting them kind of have their moment. But then, like you said, you're, you all live mm -hmm. together. You have the same objective in mind. So if you don't say something, you're screwing up not only your objective, but also theirs. Totally. So it's not helpful to not say something, whether it's uncomfortable, yeah, if yeah. it's right. uncomfortable or if you just, oh, it's been a long day or no, you got to fucking say it because then, totally. then what happens? Yeah. But sometimes, you yeah. know, it's going to like sting, you know, it's going to start some shit, but, but like, still, oh, they, yeah. They, Fuck. yeah, well, they're, they're a married couple. So what they're talking about is me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's because, funny. Well, like they, the they, way they, that it happened, <laughs> I started it by saying this, I went up to Apple. I was like, so Apple, me and Aaron have been talking behind your back. <laughs> And I looked right at her. I go, I know. I wish you would talk to me. I was like, I can tell when like, I walk in the room and you guys get quiet and just look at me that something's yeah. been going on. Well, yeah. like, when you live with people, like you said, you know what people's buttons are. Yeah. And you also know, like you said, what makes them tick. And you try right. to be respectful. Yeah. But then there comes a point. And then that happened the other day. She brought that. I was like, please tell me. And then. Which is funny, me and Aaron have been, I'm 53, Aaron's 50. We've been friends since we were like 12. Mm -hmm. So if anybody should not have a problem speaking to each other, it should be me and him. But we do, we're the ones that end up having a hard time approaching each other and like 
hurting each other's wanna, feelings or bringing something So that's where Mel comes in, you know, <laughs> Aaron's, as a great. No, 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 Aaron's like, hey, you need to talk to Apple. <laughs> and I'm like, me? Why do I got to talk to him? And he's like, because it works. And then I talk to Apple and Apple's like, yeah, you know, just the way that you talk to me just feels better. Like, <laughs> And then I was able to talk to him and then we roundabout came to the same thing. But at the end of all of it, all three of us, what it came down to and probably with you guys, when stuff goes wrong or awry, lack of communication. Yep. Trying to spare somebody's feelings. Absolutely. Fuck, fuck sparing somebody's feelings if it's going to pro- progress things. Like sometimes you got to step on each other's feelings and be like, because like with me, sometimes they have to sometimes be like, dude, you're getting freaking lazy. I, I'm in the cannabis industry and I, I, I help mm-hmm. manage two dispensaries. So I, you know, I smoke a lot of weed and sometimes I get a little more out there and mm-hmm. disjointed from them because they're a couple. They're talk, They're going to bed talking about our what we're doing. They're going right. to the store talking about it. I'm by myself. I'm not talking about our podcast because I have no one to talk to. I had to point that out the other day and they're like, Oh fuck! Okay, we didn't really think about that. Yeah, like I don't have somebody I'm talking to all the time. Yeah. They always are, and it's like include me. Tell me what you guys were talking about. I don't know. So we figured it out. You know, probably like you guys. It's like communication is so important. Absolutely, it's like as much as you can gain, you know, outside perspective and and try and get in someone else's shoes. It's like gives you such a more well rounded way of moving forward and. Um, you know, I'm a Scorpio. So people tell me that means I bottle things up. So I totally feel that, you know, it's all about like, you know, just having to like, you know, not be, not even be afraid of how you feel like, and just like speaking truth, truthfully and honestly. And, you know, sometimes the truth is ugly and and it's going to hurt. Do do you notice that like, I've always wondered this about playing, especially jam music. Like when you guys are, beefing or there's tension or even on the flip side when things are going great and you've like had some victory that Mm -hmm. that comes out in the jam Hmm. like like the like the energy that that we bring on to the stage yeah does it come with you uh it can it can sometimes um you know and and i i think everyone has had those moments where they have to make the concerted effort to just, you know, leave their shit at the door and, 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 and remember that like, we're here to do a job, which is, you know, to make everyone that's come out to make this whole event possible, have a good time. And, you know, my idea of a good time sometimes also includes it being a thoughtful experience. Maybe, you know, it's, it's like, you know, obviously, we're grooving and we're dancing and we're partying. But, you know, I love, I love tender moments in music and I, I, we try and paint a, a full picture, but, you know, I think Jim Carrey kind of said it best where he's like, I can't get like, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's like, you know, he picked the job of entertainer. Like no one wants, no one wants to see like, hit, you know, his kind of drama appear. It's, it's not, it's not, we, we signed up for this role. Yeah. So we have to accept that, yes. you know, whatever, we, whatever we may be. And, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, you can, you can channel, you can channel your negativity into something more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading Quincy Jones just put out a, uh, a new book that I would recommend everybody read okay. uh, 12 notes on creativity. Um, it's kind of like what he's learned 
um, about how to, you know, channel creativity as well as, you know, handle yourself in a, you know, more professional business environment. It's very much catered towards musicians, but it definitely applies to uh, anyone that does anything creative at large and, uh, you know, channel, channel your, you know, your, I think I'm paraphrasing again, but it's all about channeling, you know, negativity into using that as your fuel oh, wow. and, and trying to, trying to overcome that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I can think of one show kind of in particular that was like, uh, when we were on the road with, with Dopapod, uh, in this past winter where we had, uh, we bought a, so prior to the tour, we bought a van, uh, it's like Oh six sprinter. Uh, that's been nothing but a headache since we bought it. I mean, <laughs> I've, I, we've owned it for six months and we've missed as many shows in it as we've made, oh, made it. Oh, um, so, you know, we were, you know, this was like middle of probably, you know, middle of this run with Dopapod. We're feeling pretty down on our luck because we're renting, we're bleeding money. Like we're like, it's the middle of the winter and we're in the Northeast. Like, mm. you know, we're feeling like kind of just like burnt out and tired and um, God bless my parents. They drove, we had another vehicle. They drove from Connecticut to Pittsburgh Aww. with, with our old van that was just sitting at home being like, you guys forgot about me. <laughs> and, I ran and they perfect. drove it out. I'd have been perfect. And they, and they drove it out to us so that we could return our rental and not have to keep, yeah. hemorrhaging money yeah. uh, they wanted to come to the show anyway so it actually oh. worked out perfectly but they drove it through a snowstorm actually I love you my parents shout out mom and dad mom and dad and I just remember they, they came to this show and we were just feeling so just down on our luck like feeling just like I, I had lost my voice prior to, like, to the show I wasn't even going to sing that night I remember my mom bought me some like potato soup or whatever and like she was like, she's like, you guys look like shit. Like, oh. and, and I've, I felt just like embarrassed. Like I didn't, I was like, this isn't the show I want you to see. Like, oh, why don't you yeah. see me doing something like awesome. More and yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, and then, but then we get on that stage and like, it was just kind of like, you know, when you got nothing left in the tank, essentially, like we're, I remember like, we'll, we'll do like a, we, we like to do this thing where we power up before the shows, like we'll do this big fist bump thing and everything. I don't even know if we did it that show. It was just like, oh, let's just, you know what? We're playing music. Happy to be here. Like, let's just, let's just do what we do. And it was such like uh, from the first, like, I'm like, feel, I'm like feeling that emotion from that, from oh. when we were playing it. Just, it's uh like from the first notes of, of that, of that set, just, it felt different. It felt like we were taking all of the, like the, the rough and turmoil, experience that we were having which was condensed into like a week right but, you know we were we were living in it but that's eternity like we, in we, that week we just we decided we were going to open with like a today we're going to open with the slower tune it's a song we have fly frederick uh fly oh yeah and just from the jake plays the first notes out of it and just it just felt different than anything before where it's mm. like it, it it was like so much release and just so much like 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 i don't know it was it it felt like we were like overcoming like through through every through every moment and then it turned out to just be this like happy and fun set where like like we like one of our buddies was in the audience we started riffing on his name 
like just just joking around, having the best time. And I remember after the show, my mom was like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> she was like, you got like an hour ago. You looked terrible. And then you pull that like, where did that come from? Because like I was expecting wow. this to be, you know, yeah. you know, my mom's worried. Like, I thought this was going to be like a, a drag, essentially. And like turned out to be one of the best shows of the tour. It was released on YouTube. Like it was like, what's the show? I think uh, it's from Mr. Small's Theater okay. uh, from outside of Pittsburgh. I'm blanking on the name of it. I'm sorry to everyone. That's, right. that's okay. That's I'll tell you, we'll look it out. <laughs> Yeah. That's enough info Heck to go yeah, on. Yeah, man. At <laughs> Pittsburgh, it was. I, I, I could feel it when you were talking about it. I wasn't even there. Like, that's, that's the best shit. That's, if they were all the best show you ever played, or if they were all easy, well, who gives a fuck then? But it's those, it's that, that moment when you're exhausted and you have nothing left to give and you get out there and then the muse takes over. Well, it's like you're all the bullshit the is out. Yeah, you're you out know? of the way. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that too. Even like the Grateful Dead said that they used to tell yeah. some of the, so what are considered some of their best shows or what they thought were some of their shittiest. He would, yeah. Jerry they were said like, that I was would. a fucking, that was a, that was a horrible thing. And then they listened back, heard it differently and the fans loved it. Yeah, you know he, what? He would say, yeah. he said, I would, I came off stage that night and I, I yelled at Phil cause I just, the show sucked. It was just awful. And then two days later, we listened to the tapes and they were crackling with energy. I know. It's amazing that how that happens because you'll just remember how you feel mm-hmm. in the yes. moment. It's, it's like it's like with anything like you, you won't remember what someone said to you, just how they made you feel. And it's the same <laughs> kind of thing with us where it's like, you know, and it's something that we address and talk about and try and be like, all right, well, like now let's make it sound good and feel good. But <laughs> sometimes sometimes it doesn't feel good in the moment, like. You just don't feel like you're connecting with anybody. And, and and then you listen back and you're like, holy shit, like we like we are on we are on fire. Mm-hmm. Like um, you know, and it's it's one of those things, you know, no one likes this nobody usually likes the sound of their own voice. Yes. So it's yeah. like you know, it's like this too. It's like, you know, and and lucky for you guys, you have a podcast, so you yeah. have to hear it all the time. All the time. But uh, yeah. I hate we but, all went through hating it, yeah. you know. But yeah, same what you're saying. Yeah. You have to get past that. You have to totally, this is what I sound like either start sounding better, improve or yourself or yeah. Like, or just go with yeah, it. Yeah. Go with I have it. People say yeah. to me all the time, if you have a great voice and when I hear myself, it's like, Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I love your band, you know, but I, I, that's what I hear. But they're like, dude, you got a smooth voice. It's deep. I don't hear that. Yeah. No, probably never will. It, well, yeah. that comes, I wish it comes down to we're all our own worst critic. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sad to know I'll never be able to attend an Eggy show. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. True. I would just love to know what that's like. Oh, shit. Oh, I wow. never thought of that. I've been to all of them, but never seen us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> shit. That's why it's always like, I, Wait, I love on, when, man. when, when like my bandmates get to sit in with other bands and stuff. Cause it's like, I, I, especially like when, uh, when, when Jake sat in with Dopapod, uh, on on our last tour with them and like hearing things i'm used to hearing and hearing a band here like get to interact with it for the first time being like i know this progression i know what i would do but then hear how eli is interpreting it and being like oh but that's really cool too oh, yeah like, and like i just you know it's the closest i kind of get to 
you know, seeing us it from like the outside. Like, yeah. Yeah. You guys and like you guys aren't just like um killing the music thing either. You're involved in a lot of like other stuff with the band, like philanthropic stuff. Like the was it Oh, like the dog adoption stuff. Yeah, the, the home is where the dog lives and the yep. the Bloomlight collection. Do you want oh, to yeah. talk about that stuff? Sure. Yeah. So um it all it all started for us the illuminate we call it a, the illuminate project um you know akin to uh waterwheel foundation um twiddle with the white light foundation and just seeing how like we have this bigger platform and wanting to find ways to you know just do more good uh at large um and so the first thing we did was over the pandemic um, it was uh, home wherever my love surrounds, and we um, we we made these like sweatshirts that ended up um, of where a portion of the proceeds of that sweatshirt uh, benefited, like um, you know, like equal rights sort of um, foundations, equal justice initiative. It's uh, groups like that, um, and then the home is where the dog lives one as well. As we were releasing this one was kind of one that worked backwards. There's like, we were releasing a single home is where the dog lives and, you know, thought let's, let's add this element to it to like, just make it a bigger, a bigger thing than just here's music. We are yeah. like, Oh, that's there's something cool. more we can do with this. Expand on um, the song. And so, and then with the, um, with like the bloom like collection that we were, um, we collaborated with, um, Val Wallace from New Paltz, New York. She's a jewelry artist and she was wanted to make this collection of jewelry based off of our music and lyrics. And, um, she actually had the idea. She's like, why don't we try and do something with illuminate through this? Like let's, you know, we ended up picking, uh, a foundation, the Jamie Holly arts foundation here, uh, in Connecticut, um, that, they work with schools and, and helping to promote, you know, arts programs and, and they give scholarships, um, for people to, you know, continue their creative education. Um, I think Mike, our bass player, he says that he was the first recipient of the Jamie Hulley, uh, award. I, I, he, okay. I believe. So we had like a close tie to it, to them. And, uh, you know, similar thing We you know, we were doing this, um, this, this jewelry release. And I was like, well, we, you know, we're a band. We, we're constantly putting things out to people and asking them to buy stuff from us. And, you know, like, we just feel like if we can do, you know, any, any more good, we're going to try and hopefully, you know, things just scale up for us. And then our contribution can just become greater. Um, Cause That's... we ask a lot of, a lot of people. So we really just want to, find ways to give back and it's and it, you know it's 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 tricky you know like being at the stage of like business that we're at like it's it's not anything that's asked of us um and i guess a lot of times people say it's the people that don't have as much that give the most but that's true, true. Yeah. you know so it so it um definitely something we want to start you know doing more of and um figuring out uh, I, when we were first hatching the idea for it um and i know like like I mentioned with Waterwheel and White Light, they they're whenever they go on tour, they find 
local foundations and charities that they can contribute from that specific in that area that they're playing at. And I, and I think that's just so amazing that, that you know, is great. Yeah. Well, and it adds a, it adds something energetically to the entire scope of what you do that you're not just taking in. I mean, yeah, you, you are performing and entertaining and that is service to, to the community, but you're not just taking in that energy. You're putting it back out. So it creates that, that, you know, that flow. Right. Yeah. It's important, man. It, it, I think that it's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of the most amazing parts about having a platform and playing music, having a podcast, having a talk show or is to be able to give something back, you know, and, and to, to help because look, man, we all know from the last few years that things can get really weird, really quick. And there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that, you know, that we know that we've lost and like you friends that we've lost. And, mm. um, it's just important to remember that and to, to give back. So that's, that's really cool that you guys are doing that, man. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, there's also something to be said too. Like we've said, like, like, uh, like asking for, you know, support and stuff like that. When you're asked, like you're talking about you, when you are already asking so much of yourself and putting so much into it, it makes it, it makes it easier to ask a lot from others true you know right. and it's like a good boss that gets in there and cleans the toilets and everything too or something yeah. you know he has totally. the right to say things that normally somebody that wouldn't you know so when you're doing so much yourself it's okay to like ask yeah. and Absolutely. go out there yeah. and well thank you because that's something that i actually really struggle with we do too i so, can tell yeah, when you yeah, said the, that that's my reminder yeah, because like, like we do the we Patreon have, thing and it's like, man, it's like, at, you know, it's like putting your hand out and it's like, but, but we're providing a service and we're busting butt doing it. So it's okay. Right. It, it's okay. There's, yeah. there's got to be as, balance. Uh, as Jake wrote in our song, Letter to Myself, uh, don't be afraid to ask for things you want, impossible they may seem. With a little patience, conversation, life becomes the dream. Yeah, yeah, Jake. Heck yeah, Jake. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a was, one to go out on. <laughs> also, I'm go back to speaking to Jake for a minute, it's fun. Like, we were watching the videos and we're like, I hope your neck's okay, Jake. He he does oh not God. quit moving. If you, if you guys know a bobblehead artist, we want to make a, a Jake oh, bobblehead. Oh, my Jake gosh, bobblehead. Jake bobble. He, he, he is just constant. It was like, oh, man. But I, I'm i older. It's like, oh, man, if I yeah, did that for a broken. whole show, it'd be like, oh. And was that yeah. you and Jake at Peach doing that um head thing at the like with the keyboard and the guitar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. We were, yeah, we like to we like to get close. We were playing a show. We were playing a show the other day in uh in Holyoke, Mass. I think we touched noses. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so but just going back, just going back on the old neck thing. We have a very good uh um massage relationship in Eggy. Oh, we, uh, awesome! Take care of each other. Hell yeah! <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's important. important. Yeah, especially with you, what you guys do, and you're moving all over the place, lifting heavy equipment. Then you're back on the friggin' you know tablet yeah. or whatever, like. Posture and massage are very important things. I'm glad you guys are taking all care. all about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, I just, I just got a, a Hammond organ and a Leslie speaker. Oh, so shit. I, I have to dish them out because if anyone's going to help me move that thing they deserve it. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, I want to just ask, like, you just have your head on so perfectly for this. <laughs> you really do. Like, yeah. 
you're very aware of like, you know, going back to the foundations and things, you're very aware of your, your band and you're charismatic. You're mindful of your, even your friend, Ed, your parents, like you really, you're a great representative of Eggy. Let me just say that. Yeah, you're <laughs> oh, you. definitely a mensch. And I'm just grateful that you spend time with us and to know that you are putting so much effort and so much behind this. Literally, there's no way it can't fail unless you stop. Yeah, I think that is uh, an astute uh, observation. Yeah. And I really yeah. thank you for those those kind words, because it, you know, day in and day out, I, I'm I'm living and breathing this. So. I, pr- I appreciate that sort of recognition of, of the, of the work that, you yeah, know, I, I put in that my team puts in and, um, you know, and I want to thank you guys for having me because this is, was so much fun. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never cool. really done like a, a podcast like this where I was, I did, to be honest, I, I, I wasn't so familiar with your format uh-huh. going into this. And when it popped up with three of you here, I was like, this is going to be so much fun. Like we're just, <laughs> we're just like, hanging get, out. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're out, you know, I, you guys had some really amazing questions and, and we, obviously there was the interview element of it, but I just felt like we were hanging out. Like I'm yeah. looking forward to when we get out to your neck of the oh, woods, like, yeah. like, that's, actually see that's, you guys and hang out with you that's guys. That's what yes. I wanted to bring up, man. Um, we're going to be at peach. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, um, we're going to be live podcasting from there. Oh, and, sweet. And if you have time, I would love to have you come have the band. hang out with us for a few yeah. minutes on stage. Just, just for a few minutes. Yeah, totally. Um, we're going to be, I, we're going to be hanging out, um, for most of the weekend. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Okay. You're right playing yeah. Thursday, right? But then you're going to be there. If we are, that's news to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I don't think the I, schedule's not, out yet. I'm uh, this, um, I'll be honest. I'm not positive what day I'm playing yet. Okay. okay. Maybe that information just hasn't trickled down to me yet. No, we don't um, have any inside yeah, information. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I pulled this off your guys' site just of the upcoming tour. And, and it oh. says Thursday Peach Fest. Oh, I think but, we, we may have it just listed as like the whole weekend yeah. because or that's whatever. Because yeah. I know Peach starts on the Thursday. Right. But, but um, that's we, got, we did We did the Thursday last year and that actually was way better than we could have imagined. Yeah. Really? Um, How? The fir- we were the first band of the entire weekend, oh, although technically yeah. they did a Wednesday uh, last year. Um, but we were, you know, we we're going into like, yeah, if 100 people are here, we'll be happy. And then next thing you know, we're playing to 2000 people on that small right. Grove stage. Oh, and like, I, lo- I love it because I, I go and I listen back to that set and I pull up where I go to actually like address the audience mm-hmm. and i i felt like i was tripping i was like i can't speak i can't speak oh no i was like i literally was just like oh this is awesome like just speechless like Aww. in the rain no less like i didn't realize it was even raining like the whole that whole thing was just like i don't know honestly like a blur i'm glad it was captured on video and stuff because i just I, I was there, but I don't yeah, yeah. It's, it's ethereal. Yeah. So yeah. Earth, we've yeah. never been to Montage Mountain. We've never been to Pennsylvania. Well, Mel and I've been yeah. to Hershey, but we've never been to Peach. What do we hit me up a little what, bit? What, what, are what we can you expect yeah. going to Peach? Uh let me ask you, do you guys have are you guys camping or uh-uh. you have a hotel? No, no, we're we're staying at the artist, artist uh, um dorms there. The artist storms. Yeah. Okay, so that's already a head start. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, 
Well, I camped at Peach one year and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, was, you got it. You're roughing it if you're camping at Peach because it's everyone's camping on a mountainside. Yeah. So like I remember I'd wake up on the other side of my tent because I was like, roll, I'd rolled all the way down and stuff. But Peach is awesome. Um, We, you know, we're really excited to have been asked back for this year. Um, So many great acts and it's, at least I remember with last year, like, and it was a lot of people's like first festivals back. And for a lot of bands, it was their first like real festival place. Everyone sounds so good right now. Like everyone just had this extra fire and energy and um, it's really cool. It's like um, a lot of my festival experience really is from gathering the vibes or it was like those big open field type ones. Right. Um, Having the pavilion and like the ability to be like on a lawn or inside the pavilion it makes for a really good concert experience for the main stage um the viewing area for like the they have like this one the mushroom stage which is right by the like the water park uh-huh. like you know it's it's great like you can like you could hang out there all day and just you know exist and it's like oh, right you know, on. um and then you know where we played on the grove stage it's like kind of tucked away a little bit like i i think when i went there my first year i didn't even know it existed but that's where we played. I mean, Goose had their their first set there, um, which was like a really, you know, people were like that peach set was like what lit the fire for so many people. Right. And, and it's really cool. And, you know, people are bouncing around. There's like with many festivals, sit-ins galore. And it's just a really good vibe out there. I can't Heck wait. Yeah. I can't fucking yeah. wait. And um, is it you that I've been corresponding with on the on the social media? I think it was Jake, actually. Okay. Okay. I think he's. Yeah. Um, you know, it's will, the band's Instagram, but you know, everyone kind of, if someone started talking to them, they just continue. I'm going to, um, send you my phone number there. Sure. And then shoot, shoot me yours so that we can stay in touch as this comes up so we can figure out where we're at there and all that. Yeah, please. Yeah. I would love, I mean, I would love to see you guys and I'd love for you to meet the rest of the band too. Yeah, And, and just um, so you know, whenever you do make it out West this way, at least oh, in yeah. Portland, we have a habit of just having everybody here come stay. If you want to stay in your van, that's cool. But we have a beautiful home. We do. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want to stay in my come van. Come on, man. No. We, we have like we got laundry. We got you know groceries. Groceries. We got like little. And we have room. Yeah, we, we, we just do. We have room. That. We we had. I don't know if you've heard of Apollo Suns, their band yeah. from Canada. Yeah. That they came, not their whole conglomeration, but there were six of them. We we're like. Wow, six that's a lot of people in a band. They we're were Instagram. So, they were so comfortable. Yeah, okay, they're yeah, awesome. They're good people. They were man. so comfortable. They were so it, it was just they a were great rehearsing experience. up in the living room. It was like it was oh, amazing. Awesome. So yeah. we just want to extend that to you and you know, get a little uh comfort and some relaxation before you hit the road again. And if, if we totally. can if we can help get you out this way in any way, um, please let me know and we'll do anything we can to make the connections or do whatever because we're we're selfish and want to see you guys here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and what is it? We're uh, you're gonna be. Uh, what is the? You're playing a festival coming up in Montana. That's right. Uh, jamming at the Gulch. Jamming, jamming at, at the, the Gulch. Gulch. Uh, yeah. well, good friends of ours out here that are up and comers out here. The band Sponge. Oh yeah. Is yeah, gonna yeah. be out there playing with you, and they said to say hi, and they look forward oh, to uh, that's awesome. jamming that's, with you yeah, guys. They're part of the No Simple Road family yeah, for sure. They're great. That's great. Yeah, we're really excited. It's it's uh, gonna be the first uh, show that we're flying to. 
So it'll, okay. it'll, you know, nice. We'll feel like we'll feel like uh, rock stars for a Heck minute. Yeah. yeah, as well. You, you should, should exactly friend. chin up. As well, you should. <laughs> Donnie, Aww. I I want to yeah. say thanks, man. That's right. I want to say thanks, man. Just for the hours of enjoyment that we've had listening to yes. you guys. And, yes. Uh, from the heart, dude. I I don't. Who am I? I don't know anything special, but like, I have a knack for seeing what's happening and what's going on. And you guys are on a really good trajectory, man. It's, it just don't doubt it for a second. It's happening. Well, thank you so much. And, and likewise to you guys, I I really love what you have going on here. And and I want to thank you so much for having me and wishing you guys all the best uh, success and, and luck in this endeavor. And, Take take whatever jump that is you need to take. So I took it just Mel FYI. Yeah. I I did. I quit my yeah. well, not it wasn't a desk job, but it was my my right. job hey, that kept me away from our. Yeah, so. I'm next. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Thank she's you our so much. she's so our cool. inspiration. Like I said, was so excited to have hopped on and and you know I listen to my fair share of podcasts. You know that I love just like the conversation element of things, and I I think we went deeper than. If you were just asking me a bunch of questions, so yeah. Thanks for really, th- thanks thank for even saying for that. that. I, we yeah. appreciate that. It's always nice to get confirmation on the way that you do things, you know, because we do want to keep it light and fun, but we also want to know cool stuff, you yeah. know. And yeah, and I am looking forward to meeting you and giving you a hug at Peach, man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Donnie. Yeah. Right. Thank you. We'll right talk on. to you soon, man. Thanks, Love you, Donnie. Brother. Take care. Take care, guys. All Later. right. Oh, <laughs> what a cutie! That was fucking dope. What that was another one of those total... like we, we didn't know who we're getting. We didn't know we didn't know who who to expect. We're like, is it gonna be Jake? Is it gonna be Donnie? Is it gonna you like uh, what wow. a, just like I said, what an incredible representative yeah. Yeah. for the band Eggy. Yes. Just the level of together is nuts. And the dedication of the band of the name. That story is yeah. It it could have been something super silly. It makes it so much more special now. From well, here you know what? Forever. It was super silly to be for them. They're joking yeah, around like we're gonna name it after you. No, and don't then, do that. And then it became something beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah, right on. And Eddie, that's awesome thank to you. hear that too, Donnie. Donnie having this, but like obviously you have awesome parents. Yeah, yes. and hey, that's dope. All you, you out that. there, if if you enjoyed this you would even more enjoy their music. If you haven't already listened to them, please go follow them on all the social media platforms and do, do us a favor. Do us a solid. If you listen to this show, to this podcast, this particular episode, and you enjoyed it, when you see Aggie post that they were on our show, leave a comment and say, Hey, we heard you guys on no simple road. That was dope. That would be cool. Yeah. We loved it. You guys are rad. Just to let that's them know easy. that you're listening. That's pretty easy to do. Doesn't yeah. cost you if anything. You, especially uh-uh. if you got this far in the interview. Well, and now you're going to listen to us talk for another hour. So All right. good on you. Right on. Here we come. Well, wait, there's going to be a commercial and then, and then us. Here we go. I need to relax. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm uptight. Oh. <laughs> uptight. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you know you're what I'm saying do? it. What? I'm up in the Portland area, so I'm going to head on over to one of our fine sponsors' shops, Define Premium Cannabis. What? Man, you're a liar. You work there and shit. I know, I know. Maybe a little biased, <laughs> but we do carry dope stuff. You're going there because you're going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're up in the Portland area, come out and visit us in Hillsboro or in Forest Grove. We pride ourselves in taking our time with you to get you suited to your right medication in this constantly changing world 
of cannabis. They get you suited so you can get zooted. Yeah. We, yeah wow, Gosh, man. Sorry. That was heavy. So if you're up in the area, when you come in, you make sure you tell them you're a listener of No Simple Road. So first of all, we know that. Then we can throw you that 10% discount. Boom. We're going to throw you a free t-shirt when you wear that back in. That's going to stack for a 15% discount every Boom. time you come in. And look, if you're bad at catching, it's okay. They'll hand it to you. They're not just going to throw all this stuff at you. They'll they might throw it. that discount at you. That's true. Go to some, go, <laughs> go out to okay, Define. Well, you have to come out to find out. Yeah. And go to Hillsborough and bug Apple. Define premium camp. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. You're going to go bug him. We're like back. To be bugged. This is us. This is the end of the show. There's no more commercials. Come bug me. You yeah, should we're here. come bug him. Hey, yeah. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Oh, thank you, Donnie. Yeah, man. I mean, I really, really liked Eggy before this, but now like it's, it's full on. A bunch of sweethearts doing their thing. Yeah. yeah. How can you not love that? And it, it's so cool. To Seriously. Like, I, I don't know if I've got to say this before, but like, it's really cool to see a band breaking out. Like you're, they haven't been out West too much. Like we're getting to see them break out of their market and travel across the country and grow their fan base and like, see how they're greeted and, and then, accepted. And then you could have like bragging rights. Because you're like, Ew, I knew them. That's I knew them when they were before they even came out west, man. Oh, you just found out about them. Yeah, because yeah, we're years. such braggarts. You know? <laughs> that mentality is for the bird. <laughs> do, you, do you even rap, bro? <laughs> out of here. No, you know what? Wow. It's, it's it's cool. Cool. To see period. Because they're dope and they're finding like spreading their wings or their yokes. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Man. You see the I look just, that Apple just gave me. That was kind of dumbfounded. Bad. Well, it's better than I was expecting when you're like, I want to say something I've never said before. They're going to be like, chicken butt, Han Solo, turkey salad. <laughs> yeah, you said something that you said last week. I didn't uh, say that last week. I heard you say that just a minute ago. Or maybe my timing's off, but I heard it. Okay. What? I heard it. Anyway, don't everybody, you look at me like I seen it. I seen it with my own two eyes. Maybe? You know, Part of the charm of No Simple Road is the feeling of being here with us. And this is exactly the kind of shit that goes on when the mics aren't turned on. So I hope you're enjoying because wow. this is it. You, you got to the end of the interview and you're like, I want to find out what No Simple Road is up to. And then it's the three of us being fucking weird. Well, yeah, this is where we get a really like. Kind we can of, really shine. We can yeah. shine. Yeah, that's where we can <laughs> shine. Like the sure. show and we shine. Yeah, this is where you find out what we're up to. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what are you up to, up Apple? To. Apple's shining. What am I up to? Yeah, what kind of shine do you got going on? Well, we, just, just, we just had a big fucking blowout before now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was horrible. It was yeah, we were, punches. blood was all yeah, over. Yeah, like we always did, little, little, sometimes, and everybody has this in our lives, sometimes communication's not 100%, and... And then you get to communicating, things come out, and then it feels good because it's like out. 
the pimple and has about, been popped. Yeah, and then it's all good. So, yeah, we had to straighten a few things out this evening. But all on the heels and and the threshold of what's coming and on the heels of, like Mel said earlier, we talked to Tommy Hamilton Monday, had a great interview with him, which you'll hear coming up on the build-up to go into Peach. We talked to Henry we, Kaiser. We talked to Henry Kaiser this oh, wow. weekend and Rome. Uh, you're going to hear that one. Um we just talked this evening. <laughs> we just did an interview right before this uh, with Sean from the Kitchen Dwellers, which was amazing as he's driving in in his car up through the mountains of Montana Aww. to go have a little retreat with his girl before they jump back on the touring schedule, starting with the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Yeah. So, I mean, things are just, it, it, it's getting awesome. Yeah, it, it, and, it, and it feels like, especially up here, we're here in a, a lot of places. Uh, Sean said it when we were talking to him. They've had a very late spring mm-hmm. in Montana. We're having a very late spring up here. It looks like we're going to be jumping from winterish spring right into summer. And yeah. summer is here. Lots of things are coming up, like you keep hearing us talk about. We're getting very excited. We got the Mojo Family Fest coming up. We've got the Peach coming up right after that. And then like a tiny little break, which I know is going to be filled with awesome things. And then we jump into Northwest String Summit. And then Camp Suds. And then Camp Suds. Which was just announced today. Woo! Yeah. You know, I have to say that I am highly impressed with Sponge. Well, okay, I know why, but tell them why. Well, at Belt Magic happened at Beltane. I mean, I the more the further away we get from Beltane, the more I see its uh beauty. Majesty. Yeah, its majesty and its its workings in the No Simple Road and myself personally. Like sometimes things take a minute to settle before you realize the gift, you know? But um it just taught me so much about our dynamic and wait where was i going with this sponge but oh sponge thank you babe (laughs) keep me back on track um sage came up to me on the dance floor at beltane and came up with this idea and well i think the idea was already well but it was original for him like the way that he oh, put to it. like have us there yeah to okay, have yeah, yeah, you yeah. know he you know he wanted sponge to do a festival and you know at the time you know we were like with bryce and he was kind of joking like yeah in the future and like sage was like no made it happen this year by early early Sept- in september yeah september right yeah so that's amazing yeah it's congratulations sponge. on killing it in such a timely manner yep Sponge, Cycles, Family Mystic, Bodhi Mojo, and a whole bunch more, and us, live podcasting. Yay! So, that's another Yay. thing that's going down this summer. I want to, um, instead of doing our week this mm-hmm. week, I want to flip the script a little bit and throw you guys a curveball. What curve does that ball. mean? I, I was thinking about something, and I want to know what your opinion is, and please don't just answer in the, they're cool. I need, I need like content here. Okay. I want to know what your, um, actually I'm going to start with Apple. Apple. I want to know what your thoughts on aliens are. What my thoughts on aliens are. Where do you stand on the whole like alien thing and 
and uh, disclosure and like if they're real or not or if you think that like humans are alien hybrids or you know aliens man come on well I, first of all i think george clinton is the leader of all the aliens and he came down in the mothership and parliament funkadelic fucking oh. Dang. <laughs> Damn. all right i believe there i believe too, yeah i'm on that train all the way yeah I, the, the, the alien thing to me is they're cool Oh, right. yeah. I'm for uh, no, aliens. I have always believed. To me, it's one of those things, and it's a word this character not to offend anybody that doesn't believe in them or anything. But I've always, I've always agreed with that saying of like, it's kind of ignorant to think that we're the only life form that exists. And if you believe in space and science and everything out there, it's kind of hard to believe that we are the only life form that exists in this vastness infinity of planets and solar systems and everything so i ever since a kid and that has never changed i've never like doubted that i've always believed that aliens are real growing up in las vegas like we did and spending lots of time out in the desert in the you know camping dirt bike ride everything being out in the desert seen many things in my lifetime that I can't explain. They're definitely UFOs. You don't think that like most, if not all of what we saw, because I saw, I saw some things out there in the desert too. Yeah. And I wasn't always on acid. No, no. Um, That's that's what I'm saying. Even from the, from the, but being a kid. Right. But I think most of the shit that we saw, at least this is just my take on it. And we'll get to where I stand on the whole thing in a minute uh is that the, we saw stuff that was from the test site that they were testing that we what we probably saw the most was stealth or, or and them fucking with alien technology whatever but, but I mean, in a nutshell i i don't and, and this goes with most things too i don't discount that anything you know that it's not possible you know i believe in just about anything is possible that may be hard to live believe sometimes underwater? absolutely Okay. Yeah, it that you know, and there's to me, there's nothing. Every time you think something's impossible, you get it can get proven wrong and stuff. But with the alien thing, I believe I also I have no proof <laughs> like most people, but I also can't discount the, the the you know a lot of what people conspiracy theory put it in that shell that they live among us that they have it fucking makes sense if you look at it from so several wait you're ways. on the lizard people train i didn't say the lizard people it doesn't I mean, that's where everybody immediately jumps to the lizard people no but i believe that there that there are forms of life that live among us whether they're in human shape or not there's some weird shit out in the jungles and the forests and in places that are uninhabited that we don't really see and the ocean and things can, and in the ocean we know like they say we know less about our oceans than we do space, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the depths and stuff like that, we're exploring all the time. But to answer your question, I totally believe in aliens and I hope they're real. I hope that they're, I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, okay. Why do you hope that? Because it's dope to know we're not alone. We're not, you know, they're that we're, assholes. There's asshole people. Yeah, we deal that's with that. So true. <laughs> I mean, if they're assholes, like in the movies, like they come and blow us up. Well, then they blow us up and it's over with, and it's you know. But I don't believe they're assholes. I believe 
the way that maybe our military would deal with alien invasion or something would, would turn them into assholes when you're when immediately the thought is to like attack something mm. that is you know unfortunately you kinda, that is the mentality of our defense you kind of <laughs> just answered a question that i've been thinking about that made me want to bring this up tonight was like i'm I'm always watching anything to do with like disclosure and aliens and like all that. And I am a hundred percent in like, I think it's all real. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole and tell you all the shit that I think is going on, but you know, I, well, the government pretty much at this point has admitted it's real with all these documents. They're like, okay, they're going to put them out. No, they're not. No, they're not. We already know. And there's already enough stuff that's been leaked over the years of very sane people that have not experimented with drugs and everything in their whole lives that have dedicated their entire lives to being pilots, like in the Navy and stuff, that have seen this shit and right. been quieted. But here, here's my thing. Like, I do believe it, but I have this question of like, okay, there's these other life forms and they have figured out how to like, bend space time and travel through wormhole technology or they've built ships and they know how to travel light years or they don't even need ships. They travel in, in consciousness, right? Who knows? We don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. Why aren't they showing up all the time? Maybe they are. That's why they're being talked about. Like, why aren't they like over LA right now? Like they have with an escalator. They have the ability be to be coming. somewhere and not be seen. And and I, I also, I mean, there's all that talk out there about like, like they may intervene at some time, but they're like watching to see what the hell happened. They're not interfering, but they will. There, there's so many theories and so many angles and so many theories on kinds of aliens and stuff. And that's why like, it cracks me up. And it's like, you believe in the lizard people. That's the point. And like, like, it's us human beings on Earth and the lizard people from that planet. <laughs> it's like, no, if you believe there's one other, there's got to be tens. And I like to think about like the like Star Wars and Star Trek. There's many galaxies, many life forms, many aliens. What do you, That's dope. What and do it think, makes Mel? sense. Was it Sting that said, I'm an alien. I'm a legal alien. That's different. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> That's different <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Um, I always, from a very young age, uh, grew up believing in aliens because that's what my, um, uncle used to say that I was an alien because I had, was born with six fingers. <laughs> Twelve. Or, well, six fingers on each hand. Yeah. Um, and so he would always say that I was an alien. I was from out of this world and that's why my mom didn't understand me and it would kind of like make it feel better. Better. Yeah. So, uh. For that silly, cool. for that silly reason, I always had a kind of a fascination with them, and I always loved learning about aliens. And I mean, recently I've had my share, fair share with aliens at like Hershey and when we were at Fish and stuff like that. But and with rain camping, um, and even at Ben and Tiff's, like, and when we lived in Las Vegas. So there's no doubt that it's real. I just think that. I know that we don't think in the way that they can do things. Right. I So there's no, like you asking that they're probably here right now doing got there. Maybe we're under 
constant watch. I, we don't know how their entity or how their energy works. So it's might we might be amongst them all the time. I saw a thing with Michio Kaku, the physicist. Mm -hmm. I think he's a physicist. And he was talking about like um, different levels of civilization. And like a type one civilization is this advanced and type four is a million years advanced from type one. Right. And the, and the, explanation that he gave was like think of an anthill and the ants are just doing their thing and they're digging and they're working and going about ant day and then we come human beings come and we're building a super highway right over where the anthill is the ants have no concept of super highway of human beings of what we're building they don't even they can't their minds can't conceive of what's even happening there do you get what i mean yeah and so if there is alien civilizations that have been around for millions of years they would be we would be the anthill they would be the humans building the superhighway. we wouldn't even be able to conceive of what or how or any of it like we think to travel the stars you have to be in this compressed can that has air and gravity inside of it and it shields you from radiation and it has to go a certain speed and what if it's something completely different yeah like you can we don't get, even know you can get like in tune by doing like some certain yoga postures and breathing techniques and getting the right amount of you know in your head like you can make some shit happen and what if it's like they're communicating by putting information on spores and because spores can live in the vacuum of space and they travel and they land on planets and there's information encoded in those spores. And then when the fruiting body of those spores come up and the whatever is living on that planet ingests that thing, that information is encoded into that person or thing. Maybe that's a way to communicate that we haven't even thought of. And wow, yeah, wouldn't that be there's cool? There's like no limits. Yeah, no that, that's that's a, exactly. There's no limit when there's people <laughs> try to put it all into one cat at like a certain kind of alien. There's so many because first of all, if you believe in aliens, there there are so many possibilities and so many different life forms and so many ways of communication and you know it's mm -hmm. it's endless. Yeah, like the universe. But I do wonder, like. And I guess maybe you just kind of, like I said a few minutes ago, maybe you answered it for me because we're assholes. We, yeah. our first thing is to like, let's, let's fuck it or let's, oh. let's beat it up. You, you know what I mean? That's, that's where humanity is. And alien, the aliens are probably like, yeah, we're going to wait until you guys freaking figure it and, out and a little bit. You guys watched it, like, like a lot of the UFO programs and stuff and everything and that a lot of the experts that like believe and stuff have said that themselves. Ancient astronauts like, theorists believe. This, this, this planet and this world, society, consciousness, most of this planet could not accept that and is not ready for it and would react in a way that would not be conducive to the people that do believe dude and to the furthering of consciousness i think it will get there 
one day, but not the way everything's being done right now because the first thing right now is like defense to get defensive. Oh, the whole narrative is turned to that. They so we're we're not calling them UFOs anymore. They're called UAPs now, mm-hmm. unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is a military term. And everything, I did not know that. yeah, and everything that you see that has to do with UFOs now is like, if they're coming here and we can't, their their technology is so far beyond ours, then they are a threat to our national security. Everything that you see on TV is all about that shit, isn't it, Mel? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I I I don't know about the last part you said, but the UAPs, I knew about that part and the changing of the mm-hmm. um, way that you say it or or the the speech or whatever. Which is that funny? Kind of goes along with the whole thing. Or the last couple of years, like we're finally going to release all the doc, and now they're oh yeah, now they they're rewriting. Of, they released a bunch of and, shit that that like had already been leaked. It's like oh cool, but the. Here's the other thing, man. Like I had always been into friend shit. Always loved reading about aliens and learning about magic and like all that shit. And thought I like understood it and believed it until the first time that I really blasted off on DMT. Ah. And then I was like, Oh, that's alien fucking technology. That, is a portal. Like I just saw something other that's, and it, I'm not like, uh, that has nothing to do with like another planet or, or maybe it does or necessarily aliens or, or anything, alien, but, but, the, but, but the, it opens up the knowledge but that and is the, the understanding of, of other realms. Right. That's the definition of alien, not of here. Right. So I know for a fact, now that aliens exist because i have communicated with them you had a personal experience I had fucking personal several personal experiences with them and i've like in my travels on the internet and instagram and stuff people have had negative ex- experiences with entities on dmt and mm-hmm. personally i have never experienced that like every experience i've had there you should count has, yourself lucky has then. been super positive and like transformative yeah well and that's it everybody's different yeah and some people aren't some people aren't wired to accept things yeah. and i mean some people can't some people can't can't even have thc now no and some people like yep. at first when you're saying like bullshit you're just tripping in your head you're fucking gonna get over it tight you know but it, i mean that not everybody has the same experience on DMT. But there's a lot of similarities and stuff, but it's also very personal. Also, DMT is very like regal, and it feels as if I know that there's so many people just you know DMT vape pens and stuff like that. But sometimes you can get you know bitch slapped on the spiritual side for you know doing it in a, in a way that's yeah. not you know like respectful to the entity, you know, this like spirits, alcohol, right? Even marijuana, like any, I feel like it's like that prescription pills. You abuse it and you'll freaking pay the price. Yeah, so one way or another. The medicine. Yeah. Apple, you've, you've been bitch slapped a little bit, haven't you? When smoking DMT? Yeah. 
Yeah, a couple of them. One, one time was about trying to like, like when we were, which we, we we all learned from that when it came back. To, it was like, okay, we're not supposed to necessarily, at least for these trip, not like turn the music off. You need it to be dark. You need to like respect it and get in that headspace. And like Mel said too, don't be smoking a joint before and everything. But then again, I mean, that's personalized. Do whatever you want. That was to yeah, our, do yeah, literally that was whatever. To our, do you? And then, and then the other time it was like a couple of times. Like one of them stands out too is like summer meltdown. Because we were doing so much stuff that whole week, had a great experience. I don't think I've ever ingested as much DMT as I did at that experience in mm-hmm. Summer Meltdown. But it was convoluted with other stuff going on and doing other things throughout the weekend and stuff. Yeah, uh, talk about fucking aliens, dude. That that night at Summer Meltdown, I <laughs> Tipper opened a portal to another dimension in that place, and I. That was I, the first time I'd ever seen the trees with the faces, and now I kind of like see it in the internet a lot. But I'd never seen. Yeah, I'd never seen no shit like that. Lights making the trees and like into like these gorgeous, huge. Did like, you, have you like seen that? There's a video where, where where Tipper performed at Red Rocks. Oh no! Where he makes <gasps> the entire audit, the whole thing turns into faces like on the rocks. And oh my god! If he ever plays there wow. again, he's, he's go. gonna be playing there again. Dang. So it's on a schedule. Tipper at Red Rocks. Yeah, that's a pilgrimage worth taking. Wow, I vote for that all the way. Yeah. So, you know how in life, like, you go through phases with stuff, and and I don't know about you, but like, as I get older, my intuition is more plugged in, and I pay more attention to it. And like, <laughs> after fifty years of being around, I I've been around long enough to see cycles happen. And like stuff come back that was cool that what you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and after the last two years, like we went from pandemic to war, right, and it seems to me that the next logical step in all this madness that's going on is alien. It seems like that's the next like big reveal. That's going to go down like we've yeah. done. We've done the, you know, the globe in turmoil with pandemic. Well, we've done the war thing and then the alien thing too. I like, I, I like to think that like I, in my mind, the way I, I think aliens are fucking cool <laughs> and I think they have something to do with us yeah, being man. here. When you look back at all the theories and stuff of like the Egyptians and how the pyramids are, there's a lot of, you know, alien help things that come in there and stuff and the whole gap in science of the missing link. How did we get to that point of the apes walking upright to all send, Hey, here's Carl, you know, like there's, there's big gaps, something fucking happened. Anunnaki needed I like to, to think they're cool. Too. And I like to think, uh, where we're headed with a lot of people in power and stuff is not the best. And I don't trust these people. And I don't like our government. That's cool. I don't trust you either, dude. Exactly. They shouldn't. They (laughs) definitely should fucking not. But I believe when they, I mean, the shit's getting pretty heavy and shit, but it, I mean, it can always get, I I like to think that when it gets to a point of like, like, like like a catalyst, like it, like it goes any further, it's going to really fight that they're going to step in and teach these motherfuckers a lesson. Okay, sure. But what about during World War II? We dropped a fucking atomic bomb. Nobody showed up. 
That's that's no, uh, that's at the point of total annihilation of one play, one little play. We're heading to like we're heading to that was I mean I get yeah, that's horrible, but that was one bomb that kind of squashed well, everything and created us as a superpower. I mean, let's not get into that right now, but like when it comes down to where we're heading towards of, of and not just by war and stuff, but like human extinction, global annihilation, right? Like on a whole the for the first time in recorded history ever, we just had a two year thing happen to the entire planet. Right. Usually things happen to different societies, different things. Incas disappeared, this, that it's always a group. It's not a mass whole. And there's the other thing too. I like to also think sometimes and this theory is out there too of like they're waiting for us to realize we need to work together. Mm. We work against each other. It's all throughout history. It always you're working. It goes back to cavemen. Tribe that lives fucking a mile away is killing this tribe and say, so, you know, it's always been a conflict. And I like to either we get to over that conflict and work together for the heaven on earth, whatever you want to call it and stuff, whatever it ends up being. But either we do that on our own and fix that, or we keep pushing it to the point of global annihilation, which would mean, you know, planet annihilation or human extinction that they would step in. But that's just my, that's my, that, that's my happy place. I go to like <laughs> when it gets to the worst, they're going to come. The cool to aliens yeah, are going to come, come home and make everything okay. That's cool. I like that way. And I'm sorry. I just got to interrupt not? this for a minute because I'm just chuckling because my dad was texting me. I was talking to him earlier this evening and he's, he went, he's like, why don't you, my, my dad's getting older. And when you hear this, dad, I'm not picking on you. My dad's almost 80 and people have older parents. They, they, they know they repeat things and they forget things and stuff. And he was telling me again tonight, you guys, you guys need to do the YouTube thing. The YouTube thing is where I was like, Dad, I told you many times we're on YouTube. So he is watching our live stream from last weekend and is laughing. He says, watching your podcast on YouTube, you guys are awesome. But my butthole is my personal business. What? <laughs> it's got to be one of the ones where I was talking about my hemorrhoid issue or Uh-oh. something. And he's like, you are awesome. Because he, he my dad's not the type that's going to share personal information. You know, that old school. You don't share oh, yeah. personal Personal no information cry. like that. But that's just funny. Oh, in the middle of this, he's like, my, is my personal business. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks for listening, Dad. Anyway, back to back to business. Yeah, the alien thing. That's in my mind. I like to think that they're, I, I like to think that they're good. And I mean, the few experiences and things I've felt in my life and stuff and have all been very positive and encouraging. I, I've never seen something or felt something where I'm scared when it comes to a possible alien. I have thing. I absolutely have. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. You okay? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, it's touch and go, man. Uh, I was on the couch at my dad's house. Um, the door was open upstairs, but the house had gates on it. So you couldn't like get in. Like every house has bars yeah. in Vegas. Um, and I was asleep. It was like two thirty in the morning. TV was on and I woke up and couldn't move. And there was something standing 
at the head of the couch that I was sleeping on and I was fucking frozen. All I could move was my eyes and I was trying so fucking hard to move and couldn't and was terrified. And then there was like a snap and it was gone and I could move again. And, and you believe that was alien I or sure is that is, sure just something you. from another uh, realm? I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah. and not to sound too fucking crazy. I've told Mel this. I've never said this on the show, but like that happened two nights in a row there. And the second time it happened in the morning, I had a bloody nose the next morning. No, I wasn't doing blow or no, you were a kid. No, I wasn't a kid. I was 17 or 18. Oh, okay. Um, woke up the next morning, had a bloody nose, and my nose was crooked. You got probed. So, yeah. I missed the whole story. You nasal know about nasal that cavity probe. Got frozen on the couch at my dad's house when I was a kid. Well, not a kid, a teen. A young man. Okay, it's like one of those, you know, faint memories. Okay. Well, anyway. You're frozen. You stepped yeah. into the freeze. I don't know, man. Oh. That that shit's terrifying. And I've heard other people have experiences like that and weird shit. And, 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 okay. And, and, I mean, I've had terrifying, like those, the waking, the waking where you can't move and stuff. I've always, I've always associated that more with like realms, like like the, the, the undead, uh, Demons purgatory demons ghosts entities not necessarily aliens but I've, I've again it's it's one of those things that we're there's not really any proof of any of this so you have to you believe and that's where i'm not gonna that's where i'm not gonna discount anybody's beliefs and stuff right when, when what's they, going on over there mel i like you got ants in your pants no what something like fell on me like a i don't know like but I put my, I brought my head down and like something fell out of my hair. Yeah, there's always shit in your hair. There is always shit in my hair, but like <laughs> it fell and I like heard like a, <laughs> so I was like, what it's, the It fuck? was like a substantial something yeah, in your hair. it was a substantial hair. and I'm wearing all black, so I had to kind of like shake myself off. I've, I've actually seen something attach itself to Mel in her sleep. Oh, that with Simon that one yeah. night? Yeah. Well, attach yeah, I mean, like sitting on your chest, interact. Yeah, we we interacted for sure. Yeah, it was, it was really scary and, um, like profound, and not like, you know, profound. It was like the fact that it was happening, and that I was like lucid, mm-hmm. and that I was seeing. Yeah, it. that you were seeing it too was like. Oh shit! This came on to me like it. It I came at you, me. You like were like, what's the word? Paralyzed. But to to wake me up, you were like moaning, mm. like, and you couldn't. You were barely moving and moaning. Yeah, I was like really tense, like trying to like fight. Yeah, move, and I it wouldn't let me move, and I f- like. When I think about that day, I remember our hallway in our house and like I felt at the energy kind of coming through the house, like while we were sleeping, like I felt it 
And then I, that's what woke me up was like, I felt something on the side of the bed. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember you talking me. about this too. Or yeah. I remember sharing that with, with my mom, my mom and my step, my stepdad does not believe in any of this stuff or anything, but at the house on Bronco and my mom, he woke up in the middle of the night. My mom was kind of moaning, doing that kind of like, and, and he said he saw something on her side of the bed and had a hold of her and was pulling her out of the bed. And he woke up and full swung at it and his hand went through it and then it disappeared. And my mom had a bruise mark of like a hand that was on her wrist and it was there for like my mom bruises pretty easily. It was, it was a hand where, where she was being pulled was a physical like handprint that wow. was trying to pull Whoa. her. Okay. See, man. Yeah. And shit happens. Yeah. And I, and this is going to sound weird, but whatever, this is the place for that. Um, I don't know. We haven't gotten weird yet. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> As a kid, like I'm talking like five, I, this is in third grade. We were living in Colorado and we were renting this big ass house and it had a guest house behind it. And my bedroom had a loft. So like you walked in and right above where you walked into the room was like, a platform that was attached to the wall that you could like climb a ladder. And that's where my bed was up there. And three different times when we lived there, I was always fucking scared at that house. I wasn't a scaredy cat little kid really. But when we lived there, like I always felt like something was following me or with me or like watching or all kinds of weird shit would happen. But three separate times, right at that moment of, drifting off from like conscious thought into sleep i was like shaken awake by a gong and it was it and it would still be ringing when i sat up freaked out but i was the only one in the house that heard it i heard it three different times so it's just for you. you like third grade i don't know how old are you in third grade I don't eight. know. You're okay. eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Apple. To Can me, I, that's an easy one. Kindergarten's five. Every grade from that, you add that number to five. So third grade would be eight. Thanks, Apple. So yeah, that <laughs> happened. And I always have felt like there was something that was either like following me or like protecting me or like making sure. That How'd you know the difference? I guess I just, it was a feeling it, like a, didn't ever, the only time it ever felt scary was at my dad's house and that, like all the rest of the time it, it's been chill, you know? Just wants to chill. Yeah, just wants to, <laughs> just to chill. chill and hang out. But yeah, wow. I've always felt like that. And I think that's what um, initially piqued my interest into learning and trying to, find out more about aliens and ghosts and all that fun shit. Like, and then I realized that it was real when I started doing psychedelics and smoked DMT and ate mushrooms. I was like, Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that took us down the rabbit hole. That was, that was, that was different. See? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking switch it up around this joint. Same old scale. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say too. All right. 
Everybody, all the opinions and the things that you've heard are, are, are my beliefs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not the beliefs of the whole. Nope. <laughs> I didn't. What does the whole believe anyway? The I don't know. Let's not get into that. Uh, the hole's empty. Hey, everybody, yeah, follow too, Iggy on, on Instagram and download their music and follow them on Facebook and Twitter or wherever the hell they're at and buy their merch and go to their shows. And when they post about this episode on their social media, repost it, repost it and comment so that they know that you listened and that you dug it. And then we know. We yeah. know, they know, you Get know. These interviews around. It's a whole like community gathering thing. We are a digital fire for you to gather around every week. Oh, Darwin looks so cute, everybody. Yeah, he does. Yep. So <laughs> that's that. We're going to go. We're going to go to bed now. We love you guys. We'll be back next week with who's next week. We have it on our board. I could see it. Kendall Street Kendall Company. Kendall Street. Yeah. Kendall Street Company next week, everybody. So stay tuned Another for that. Another dope one. Yeah, you it's guys are going to all dope. That. So, yep. We love you guys. Remember, hydrate and safety. Thir- Actually, I'm going to slow down. Hydrate. It's getting warmer. It's summer. You're at festivals. Hydrate you're doing important. nefarious yeah. shit. Electrolytes. Yeah. Take care of yourselves this summer, you guys. Hydrate. That's number one. Safety third. Wash your hands. Smile at a stranger. Love yeah. an alien. Yeah. Aliens are nice. Unless you're an asshole. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discograffiti. Each episode of Discograffiti features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. 
From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples in Stereo, the Dedrick siblings from The Free Design, Joel Self on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discograffiti. Subscribe. <laughs> 